0: Welcome back, friends. I'm your host, Darina Gilmore-Young.
1: And I'm Sean Young. And you're listening to Season 2, Episode 2 of Walk, Run, Soar, a podcast about the intersection of faith and running.
0: We're so excited to welcome you to Season 2. And we have a great interview in store for you. Here on the Walk, Run, Soar podcast, we help runners and walkers who lack purpose with their exercise routine or lack of routine, and long to experience God in a more meaningful way while they walk or run. And we've also got some fun new things in store for you in this new year. So welcome. We are glad you are with us today.
1: Today we are interviewing Josh Holly, who is a campus pastor at the Well Church in Central California. Now, Josh transformed himself and started a health and fitness journey four years ago. Throughout this time span, he has lost between 45 and 50 pounds by focusing on HIIT workouts and running. He has also developed a health and fitness ministry at the Well Community Church.
0: we want to send a special shout out to our friends in the Glory Chasers Christian Running Group who are doing the Walk, Run, Soar 21 and 21 Challenge. We know many of you are listening and you're on week two of the challenge. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. We wanna say thank you for tuning in. We are here to run with you, to pace you, and to inspire you with weekly devotionals, scripture, interviews, and quick coaching tips in about the time it'll take you to go for a short run or walk. So we encourage you to pop in your earbuds and listen in. Each week, I will start by sharing a short word of encouragement from scripture to help give you a cool drink of living water before we go into our interview time. Many of these devotionals are adapted from our devotional book, Walk, Run, Soar, which Today, I'm gonna be focusing in on the idea of having a cloud of witnesses. And some of you may be familiar with the verses in Hebrews chapter 12, verses one through two. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Well, I want to tell you a little story that's connected to this scripture passage. My husband, Shauna, and I began to train a few years ago for the Chicago Marathon. And it was the year that I was turning 40. For me, it was something that I have been dreaming about doing for several years. We live in California, but I grew up in Chicago, and so running the Chicago Marathon in my hometown just seemed like the perfect goal and the perfect way to celebrate my 40th birthday. And actually, that year was also the 40th anniversary of the Chicago Marathon, so it just seems like a great way to celebrate. So Sean and I began to train together, and Sean wrote up a training program. We actually had a couple other friends who were also training for the same race, Let's fast forward to the starting line of the Chicago Marathon. There I was standing there with 44,000 runners from around the globe. And I think more than a million people who were spectators. It was by far the hugest race I've ever been a part of. And the announcer signaled the start. And I felt that surge of excitement inside of me as we began to navigate the streets and the neighborhoods of Chicago. So we tackled one mile at a time instead of thinking about 26.2 because still a marathon, 26.2 miles is a significant distance for me. I'm more of a 10k or a half marathoner and we started going along. My hubby coach Sean was running next to me stride for stride and The words of Hebrews 12, 1 through 3, were kind of going through my mind. Actually, at that time, I was trying to memorize that passage just as sort of inspiration for me as I was doing my running. And so some of the words were coming back to me as I was running along. About mile three, we passed our great cloud of witnesses, as it says in this passage, which included my parents, our three daughters, my sister, and my brother's family who had flown out from California, and a bunch of our friends from the Chicagoland area. And it was so fun because they cheered for us and gave us high fives. And even the girls had handmade some signs for us. It was such a boost of encouragement as I was running along. And I really felt like I was accompanied by our people. And as I was reflecting on that idea of a cloud of witnesses, it just reminded me how critical it is to have a community of people supporting us. And in my own life, how my tribe has cheered me on, not just at races, but through the births of my children, through graduations, through weddings, and through other life events, both difficult and glorious events so i'm wondering about you maybe you have people who have showed up for you consistently who have cheered you on who have been your encouragement through the years as i was running that race the chicago marathon that day i could almost hear my first husband eric lee cheering for me from heaven he had been my coach for many years before sean and i got married and I imagine him in his kind of signature fashion, pumping his fist and calling out in his bellowing coaching voice. He was cheering me on. And I thought of some of the other friends and family who might have been gathering in heaven to witness my race. People like my grandparents on both sides and many dear friends and even some heroes of the faith. And you know what? This is the power of community. So people say that 80% of running a marathon is the mental game, and I realized that by having people cheering for me along the way, it was helping me with my mental game because to be honest, I wasn't feeling great. It wasn't my greatest race. I was having some stomach issues. It was a little bit hotter day than we had expected it to be, and so it was really important for me to get water. But That cloud of witnesses was a game changer. And even having Sean by my side running with me, just making sure that I got it to the finish line, it was a huge deal. I also remember that there was this woman who was at mile 22 and she was cheering for us. And she was cheering with this surprising passion, very different from some of the other fans that were there. She was giving like this victory speech or this motivation speech to the runners as they were going by and i remember how powerful her words were it was like she was reminding me that the marathon is about grit and glory and she too was part of that cloud of witnesses cheering me on to the finish line that day so i did make it it was a little more painful experience than i wanted it to be But we climbed that one last hill and we turned the corner and we saw that banner that says finish. And it was like an invitation to me saying, okay, here we go. And I ran my guts out to the finish line. Sean was with me and all of our friends and family, our cloud of witnesses were waiting there at the finish. So friends, today I want to just encourage you to think about who are some of the people in your life who are cheering you on? Who are the ones who are running by your side in the race and how do they encourage you to persevere? And if you don't have what you might call that cloud of witnesses, how can you seek out some people in your life who can be those mentors or friends who can run alongside you?
1: Today we are interviewing Josh Holly. He's been married to his beautiful wife, Christine, for 25 years, and they have three sons. Noah, a senior at Cal Baptist University, Sam, a sophomore at Fresno State University, and Gabriel, a senior at Minaretz High School. He's been serving as a pastor in the Fresno area since 1999 for a long time at the Bridge Church, and then most recently for the past five years at the Well Community Church. As a side note, his son Sam also runs cross-country and track at Fresno State.
0: We're so excited to have you here with us today, Josh. I will just mention that Josh is one of the pastors at our church. We attend the Well Community Church here in Fresno, and we actually used to attend the church where he previously was a pastor, The Bridge. And so we've got some history with Josh, and it's been so cool to just watch his fitness journey and also his faith journey as a pastor in different roles. So we thought it would be fun to invite him to be part of this interview today. And I want to start by just asking you, Josh, tell us a little bit about how you spend your days. Sean introduced your family a little bit, but what is your weekly you know,
2: rhythm look like? First, let me just say, it's such a privilege to be here with both of you and I love what you're doing and just, it's great to be here. It's an honor. So thank you for inviting me. My week, I'm married to my wife, Chris, as Sean mentioned. So usually my day starts off with spending a little time with God and spending a little time with her. She gets up early for work and I tend to get up early uh, most days as well. And so there's a little bit of connection there. And then from there, it's time with the Lord Most days, exercise, and then off to serving at the church uh, where I'm at. And then on days off, I stay home like today. I've actually, nowadays, there's a lot of Zoom meetings. So day-to-day, there tends to be a lot of meetings either with church staff, people in the church, community leaders, and then time with family.
1: So how did you get started running and exercising? You've been on quite a health and fitness journey of the the last few years.
2: Yeah, so... Running has been for me for most of my life until my mid forties was an on again, mostly off again, passing sort of batter activity. I did run a little bit in high school, mostly for social reasons, to be honest. Just hey, wanted to be on a team with some people, didn't take it too serious. Throughout college I ran a little bit, again, mostly social reasons here and there. So that means if I didn't feel like it. It didn't happen. When my kids were growing up, I also wanted to run because I wanted them to be healthy. And I coached soccer and some things. So sometimes I'd be running the kids around, you know, for laps. And then as a college pastor, I ran a little bit because I didn't want to be completely winded when we were playing Ultimate Frisbee, you know. So I was <laughs> like, my age and, you know. And then my son Sam, as he got more serious about running, he started entering these community running events like Jingle Bell Run and Freedom Run. Well, I started trying a couple of those. And, you know, I'd be probably like the typical, uh, you know, mid thirties dad. It was like, okay, that race isn't a month. So maybe I'll start running a couple days a week to get ready for it, you know, <laughs> or maybe the week before I'd run twice or something. Honestly, I would say when it became more of a, more of a lifestyle was back in 2017, I became very aware of my health issues. So my weight had fluctuated over the years. You know, it was kind of like, sometimes I was a little heavier. Sometimes I would, you know, again, college group, or doing a bunch of sports. I lose some weight. I join a men's basketball league and I'd lose some weight, but it was very on again, off again, very up and down, fluctuating quite a bit. And then what I noticed though, was over the years, every time I fluctuated heavy, it was a little heavier than the last time I had fluctuated heavy. So just to illustrate, when I graduated high school, I weighed about 155, 160, graduated college about 175, which is a pretty healthy weight for me. And by 2017, I was up about 215. And I'd love to say it was all muscle, but it certainly wasn't. <laughs> so I began to notice, man, I've got aches and pains, joint pains. I a lot of brain fog, feeling tired a lot. I noticed at night, sometimes my ankles were just welled up, like, like, what's going on there? I don't know if it was too much sodium or what, but it just wasn't a good place to be. And then as I looked at my family health history and the trajectory that I was on about age 43 at this point, diabetes runs in the family that leads to a much less quality of life that I saw in many of my my own family including my mother It leads to other health issues which can even lead to early death so I, I recognize there's many things we can't control but I certainly kind of had kind a of wake up to I need to get more serious about health so in 2017 I started trying to go to the gym consistently but I just kept eating whatever I wanted after eight months I'd lost like five pounds you know it wasn't really. Achieving a whole lot, but then in the summer, I got on consistent high intensity interval training. Actually, at first was hit workouts, and then also watching what I ate through MyFitnessPal, and then I began to incorporate running into that exercise routine, and it kind of just took off from there. Really connected with my sons through running, particularly Sam, in some ways, but all of them on in, in, in some level, and then I started getting involved with running with other people, and I think that was key to. It continuing as a lifestyle over the last three and a half years or so.
0: Well, it's been just incredible to watch that journey from afar and see that and talking to you a little bit along the way. One of the things that I've noticed too is that, I mean, maybe this is just natural for you because you're a pastor and that you want to share that with other people. And so I know you've been a part of our Haiti training team before and trained with us. And then now I see that you have developed kind of a ministry out of this passion for fitness and health. I wonder if you could share a little bit more about that. What does that look like for you in this season?
2: I got to say, I learned a ton from you guys too, by the way, the times when I've gotten to train with you. You guys are incredible coaches and teachers, and I can tell how much you love what you're doing. So part of it is watching other people bless others always inspires me to want to um, be like that as well. I, I would say the the way that developed was I think because I I did lose quite a bit of weight. So my goal going into was I wanted to lose 20 pounds and I lost that in two months. And so then I, I went ahead and lost another 10. I was like, why not go back to my college weight? I never thought I could do that. And then even over time, I've lost just a little bit more because um, just consistent exercise and eating better. In some ways, it's hard to you know, keep the weight on. You got to eat quite. And my wife's made it clear to me, I can't lose any more weight. So anyways, <laughs> but all that to say, I think because there was a dramatic weight loss, had a lot of people asking me questions. Like some people actually were like, are you okay? Are you, are you sick or anything? You know, first, and then I would say, no, I'm not sick. I, this is intentional. Then they'd be like, oh, well, that's great. You know, if I was losing weight for health reasons, they didn't want to, I guess, compliment that. But so once people realized I was trying to lose weight, I was getting inundated with questions, which I did not expect. So all, all of a sudden I, I became aware, oh, I really wanted this journey just to just be healthier so, so I could be better for the Lord and for my family and ministry, but I didn't expect the health journey itself to have any significance to other people. Uh, so when people began to ask questions, I began to realize, well, some people are just being nice and they they want a quick answer. Nice. Others want more. I began to really start to think through like, well, Lord, what have you taught me? Then I even had friends and, and others begin to say, hey, could you kind of... Uh, Chronicle, you know, write down your journey because I'd love to know this or I'd love to share this with somebody. And so I I began to really develop, okay, different principles of what I learned. I actually distilled it down to eight principles that I could easily transferably share with people. And I actually did some Zoom calls during the first shutdown. I just threw out on Facebook or Instagram, hey, going to do a Zoom call if you want to join me. So I had, you know, I had 30 or 40 people that went through that over a couple of different meetings.
1: Amazing. I love it.
2: And then my admin ministry assistant, Danica McCall, she suggested, hey, why don't you start like a little club or something? You know, there's a lot of people that want to run with you and this and that. I was like, all right, why not? So very, very informal, but we do have a club called Run Well. And you guys actually, I think, are on the WhatsApp thread as well with that. I know you've dropped a lot of pictures and comments and stuff. So we have that on Strava and WhatsApp. And there's kind of an informal group that whoever wants to can can join in on different running, connecting points during the week. I think it was just... uh, Part of it was reactionary. It's like, okay, I'm being asked questions, so I need to be able to answer. But then part of it was realizing how much I uh, was blessed by the Lord as he took me on this journey. Um, and it is part of, yeah, I guess you would say the wiring to just want to help others. See it as part of discipleship, as part of a holistic health, both spiritual and physical, along with you know, mental, emotional, relational. And then seeing that many people actually kind of jumped in through those. Those different clubs or connecting points. So actually, where it led to on our staff, uh, a lot of the campus pastors have joined me in running. And then Chris Schultz, our, one of our lead team, who's my actually supervisor, he said, hey, what would you ever think about doing like a staff cohort or something? And uh, so we decided during this shelter in place this last year, this could be a great way to boost team morale and help with overall health and connect the physical fitness with the spiritual health and So we started a staff fitness cohort uh, in 2020, and we actually had over 30 staff who became a part of it, and we're going to do another one here in the spring. So that's been really cool, just to see what what God has done with that.
0: I love how God has taken that and multiplied it sort of organically, and you've stepped into that. Using some of your giftings, I know that you're a shepherd and you're a great mentor to people. To me, it seems like something real natural that you're sharing out of your own life, your own story and encouraging people. That's so great.
1: And I will say that your supervisor, Chris, has remarked to me about how inspiring you are with your transformed health habits and just the way that, I mean, just your fitness level today compared to where you were say three three four
2: years ago oh uh, well that's that's super encouraging sean thanks for letting me know that he's encouraged me quite a bit too as well
1: so do you have any personal goals or uh, in terms of running any times you're shooting for because i know i watch you on strava quite a bit and i just you know over the last at least over the last few months that i've been on it and i just see your time's getting quicker and quicker almost every week. It's amazing.
2: Yeah. Speaking of Strava, Sean, I'm impressed. I saw your 5 a.m. bike ride today. Uh, sometimes you're like easy run and it's like seven minute pace for five miles. Like, <laughs>
0: that's his injured pace. <laughs> that's an easy pace. <laughs> uh, that's
2: going hard. I don't have anything super big in 2021, but I, I would say here's a couple of I guess goals I have. One was I just wanted to run 21 miles in one setting because I did that in 2020. I've never run a marathon, but so I just did that. I did that the first Saturday of 2021. I just ran 21 miles with uh, really around Woodward Park and the trails and around there. So that was one goal I already met. Um,
0: Ooh, you're ready for is. a marathon, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the pace was pretty, pretty slow. But the, the other is one of the ladies from our church, Marissa Burquist. throughout this hundred. Fresno miles challenge, so that's not like a super big thing, but it's to walk or run 100 miles in January, so I'm doing that. I would say with, with the run well and the staff fitness cohorts, we do these time trials periodically, so we do set time goals, and I did have in 2020, my goal was to run one mile, sub six minute pace, which I was able to do finally towards the end of the year, and then to run a 5K at a sub seven minute pace. So, this year I thought, well, why don't I try a two mile? Because I've never really set a goal in that or whatever. And so we just did that this week. And I actually got a 627 pace. So, I guess that came out to like 1254. Which cr- so, with that, it's interesting because in high school, I ran the two mile one time when I was a junior in high school and I got a 1256. I actually beat that by two seconds. So, I was like, <laughs> in my head, I was thinking, like, I'm going to be way slower than that. So, my goal will be to get under that but I just got under it. So I don't know. I've got to set a goal for the two miles. So (laughs) Um, outside of that, I would say it has more to do with just helping others and equipping others. So that, you know, big picture would be keep our run well club going and keep inviting new people and encouraging those who are part of it. It would be our staff fitness cohort we're going to do in the spring. So, you know, getting that going, getting people involved, also equipping and uh, training others to lead of those contexts like the cardio speed workout i'm gonna have our campus pastor mark snee actually lead it for the staff fitness cohort so just really kind of almost seeing it you know again the ministry side of it and everybody who leads a a training for that just making sure that they bring in you know not like you're not going to preach a sermon but you're, you're bringing in prayer you're bringing in a focus on christ and even the gospel because some people come that don't know christ so it's like let's make sure we just Share the simple gospel, even if it's in our prayer. So those would be some goals is is keeping that community going and helping it uh, grow and develop. Um, And then really just to learn too, like from people like yourselves and and others who, you know, really I consider to have expertise in this, whether it be working with the people or the tactical side of running. So those would be my goals, I think, for 2021.
0: Well, those are some great goals. And I love how you went through the physical goals for you personally, but then expanded it to community goals and spiritual goals. That's definitely something that Sean and I are passionate about with our own coaching. And, you know, it's important for us to have measurable things that we are kind of reaching for to progress and take those steps personal records, all of that. But then also thinking about. Hey, how is running connected to the spiritual and the emotional? So one of the questions I wanted to ask you, you mentioned your sons a couple of times and just kind of their love and passion for running. And I wonder if you could expand on that a little bit more, just how has running been a point of connection and feel free to do a little dad bragging here. Cause I know you've got some <sighs> talented kids. What are they up to these days?
2: I would say they all have run in the past um, or present. They've all loved running. Certainly, Sam's the one who, who has truly loved it, and I, I could see him. You know, this is going to be his life. He's going to run for life. But yeah, I would say uh, growing up, it started with you know again just. Wanting my kids to be exposed to, you know, they even tried music. They tried different things. I wanted them to try a lot of things. But one of them was, like, okay, I'm going to take you guys out. Every week, there'd be a couple days a week where it's like, you got to do a certain amount of push-ups, certain amount of sit-ups, and we're going to go jog a little bit. It was just wanting them to be active, especially in this day and age where so much stuff is technology-driven. When they were very little, I'd go out and run with them. And, you know, it'd be like, run one lap around the present State track. Well, I, I can pull that off at a jogging pace. But it wasn't very long before they began to run circles around me. And then Sam was really, uh, he had a big passion for soccer. So he started running as a way to uh, supplement or cross-training with soccer. He was like in third grade when he started. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's the Valley champion for the mile or the 1500, I should say, in sixth grade. So it was like, whoa. So that really began to, you know, sort of peak. Our passion as a family to know about running, to be a part, not to run ourselves, <laughs> uh, but to run and to cheer him on. And, uh, and then really, you know. Our son, Gabe, also was into cross country and track, and he got a little more interested in basketball later on. Noah wasn't too into running. He, he did run track in junior high, but then he was more of a wrestler and football player with sports. So although I would say this today, Noah, he's home right now from Cal Baptist before he, he's going to go back in a week or two. But this whole time he's been on break, he's been running with me, which is, I run about four days a week, run with me every time. He's been doing all the hit workouts with me. So it's been awesome. So I would say over time the running has helped bond us. Also, before COVID hit, we did a lot of the community runs together. So, jingle bell run, uh, the Mother's Day run, um, resolution run. You know, we did. We've done the Pavarella House. We uh, and and all of that's really been a joy. All the family, Chris, even before she injured her knee, would go. uh, Sometimes it's just Sam and I, or you know, kind of whoever's available at times. But been certain ones where all five of us have been able to do it together that's been a lot of fun and uh, yeah I think it's a subject to talk about I've learned so much from Sam honestly like when I started running I I was my paces were increasing simply because the weight was heavy. and then after I kind of hit the target weight I noticed I plateaued and I was running a, I could run four miles at like a 845 pace and I just couldn't get any faster yeah. what are you doing he goes well I go so I'm, I'm running You know three four days a week and I'm going four miles each time and this is the pace I can't go faster and and keep in mind when I started I mean I was running about two miles at 13 minutes he said well dad now that you've lost the weight you're gonna have to change up your workouts. you can't just go and run four miles so he taught me about tempo runs and progression runs and speed workouts and long runs and endurance runs and I was like wow I didn't know there was all this stuff around I guess I didn't pay attention to high school or something but so that really helped me improve the times and then even to each other's who we are trying to improve their times. And, you know, because I choose to do so much of my running in community, in some ways I'm not always doing all that stuff exactly, but I do run a couple times on my own during the week and I've kind of implemented some of that. So, but yeah, it's, it's been great. It's, it's been a real joy just as a family to enjoy. This is part of, part of what we do.
1: And I also like to point out that you're, I believe you're two, two oldest sons went to Edison high school, which is my alma mater. And I just loved watching Sam progress with his running while there because, you know, I love Edison, love the track and cross country team. So it was really a joy to see him find such success in running. Yeah. yeah, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Go Tigers. (laughs) Absolutely. Go Tigers. Black and gold. Uh Uh-oh. Don't
0: get my husband started on that.
1: (laughs) How do you see running as beneficial for the whole person, both mind, body, and soul?
2: I think just from personal experience, starting with that, I have found that running helps clear my mind. I found that sometimes on a run, ideas come to mind that like, whoa, like where did that idea come from? And then you're able to implement the idea and you see the fruit from it. Uh, I've seen, uh, you know, sometimes you can take the time, if, if, especially if it's more of an easier paced run, like just to worship and, and pray. So there's that connection with the Lord. So I see it benefiting the soul, the mind. I know just running or exercise in general, like if I miss too many days, I start to feel a little more anxious or lethargic or both. And so I see that playing into mind health as well, emotional health. I think when you think about, you know, like in ministry, I think there's ways, for example, you could be disqualified. Like one would be moral failure. Like you're stealing money, you have an affair, you're lying and whatever. The other could be the physical failure. Like you just, you just aren't able to do things because you're you're physically unhealthy. And again, some of that's out of our control, right? But I think that applies to all of life. Like there, there's a benefit to being healthy. If, if it's not your, you know, your An idol. If it's something that's part of, you know, your worship of the Lord and your service to other people, then it's really going to help you actually be able to do some of the things you want to do. Because you may have the best intentions in the world, but if you just have no energy for it, or you have the physical, you know, incapacitated a sense, you know, you're not going to be able to do some of the things. So that that contributes like that overall health. You know, I would see definitely some of that. If your body's healthy but your soul is neglected, then you know, then the physical will become the idol. But also if your soul is healthy, but you're ignoring your body health, you just may not be able to do what you sense the Lord is calling you to do as well. So.
0: That's such a good point. And I think, you know, sometimes we do kind of separate those or put, you know, spiritual and physical, even mental and emotional things in all different categories when really they're so intertwined. We're in these pandemic times, and depending on when people are listening to this, January 2021, a lot of us here in California, were still sheltering at home, and even getting our bodies out there and moving in a different direction, I think is just so good for us. And it sounds like just from experience, you're describing that for yourself too. Yeah, absolutely. So we talk about faith and running on this podcast a lot, and kind of that intersection, and... I'm very interested to hear from you as a pastor because I know that you're, you know, part of your role as a pastor is teaching and preaching. And we've had the benefit of being in the residency class with you, which is kind of like a seminary, you know, Bible class going through verse okay. by verse. Are there any stories or verses from the Bible that are related to running that are your favorite or that inspire you?
2: When you think about just health in general, so running or some other form of exercise. I mean, you actually just start with the Lord himself. When he incarnated himself and chose to become a man, he chose to grow up. And we know that where he lived, the way he would live his lifestyle, whether he was running a lot or not, I can't say, but he was walking a lot. And he had a very physical job as a you know carpenter. So we're told in Luke 2.52 that Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. So you see that he had intellectual, you know, mental, sort of relational with people, with the Lord, but then also physically that he was growing. So I think that right there gives us an example. It's like the lifestyle, the Mediterranean lifestyle that he was in, both diet and exercise would be an example to us that we want to live our lives like Christ. And it certainly is following his model of prayer and fasting and evangelism and and so on and so forth. But it also would include the physical elements that gave him the strength to actually do all that physically, you know, carry across. even. One of the things I love about some of the New Testament is the metaphors they often have to do with running. Yeah. So for example, First Corinthians 9, 24 through 27, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize, run in such a way that you may win? And the idea here that Paul is conveying is discipline yourself, persevere, pay attention to what you're doing, focus, It's going to be hard sometimes. You're going to want to give up. But, you you know, as you depend on the Lord, it's much like running a race. And so the impression there would be like, hopefully you've run a little bit. So you know what he's talking about. (laughs) Because if you never run, what does he even mean?
1: Uh,
2: Hebrews 12, Hebrews 12 verses uh, one and two. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin, which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So it's this idea that we all have our own race to run. So we are running in community. We're surrounded by the witnesses who cheer us on. but We also have our own lane to run in. So I don't have to compare myself to another pastor or uh, some other person. I can just say, okay, Lord, what have you called me to do? Let me run my race. But let me run my race, pushing myself to the full, to the limit, both in terms of training and running and discipline and everything else. So it just seems that Paul and some of the other authors of scripture were sports fans or running fans, they either experienced or they really observed it because they, they see it significant enough to use it in, in multiple places to illustrate what the faith life is. And then I think like you already kind of alluded to this Doreena, but when we're out running, we get that sometimes. We're like, this is like my life right now. Like right now, I don't feel like going anymore. I want to, I want to stop and walk, or I want to turn around or it's cold outside. I'd rather not go out or today I'm feeling really good. I can't believe I'm 47 and I feel like I'm going really fast right now. You know, this is great. Right? And you have these ups and downs and you have these moments of inspiration and moments where you're just plowing through. And that's like life as we depend on God and live the life he's called us to. We're experiencing like a run or like a race. So I see that. And then there's just some cool stories like Elijah running for 40 miles straight. Well, that's pretty crazy. You know, or I like how John, uh, John likes to, he likes to drop in that when he and Peter raced to the tomb, he beat Peter, you know, it's kind of that <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Jesus loved, but he's like, I, I just want you to know I beat Peter in a foot race. Those are some thoughts I have on that. Josh,
1: you are such a gifted shepherd and mentor. What words of encouragement and advice would you give to someone who's just starting out with walking
2: or running and trying to make it a lifestyle choice? The first thing I would say to anybody who's starting out is I would just say, way to go. You're doing something. You know, that's awesome. Like If you got up and you went for a walk, whatever the duration, one mile, two miles, doesn't matter. That's a victory right there. Just the fact that you got out of your bed and you did it. You showed up, way to go. I'm proud of you. And that's awesome. So I'd kind of start with that. And then just if we're actually sitting down and talking about it, I, I would say, hey, you know, I see physical fitness and health as a complement to our spiritual health. And for that reason, for that sake, even our emotional, relational, mental health. But let this be a complement to your walk with the Lord. You know, maybe ask yourself, like, What does it mean for me to pursue this? Now here, I'm talking to a Christian, obviously, if it's a non-Christian, I'm going to, they're not necessarily living for the glory of God. So I might take a different approach, but for the believer, it's like, you know, ask yourself why you're doing this, you know, and this would be a question actually for everybody. Why are you doing this? Is it, I want to lose weight. I want to be in community with others more. I want to get faster. You know, what's, what's the motive Because that? Why is going to, is going to really get you up on the days you don't want to do this. Like, But then for the believer, too, you just ask the Lord, Lord, how could I do this for your glory? And how could I do this with you? You know, like 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, whatever you do, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So it's the idea of, Lord, how how can I glorify you with this? Like, just like eating and drinking and everything else. I want this to glorify you. And then what does it mean to even do it with you? Like recognizing Jesus, he says, you know, uh, I'm the vine, you're the branches. You remain in me and I in you, you're going to bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And sometimes we focus on the Well, okay, apart from Jesus, you can do nothing. And that's true. So it keeps us humble and dependent. But then also Jesus is saying, I don't want you to go and do stuff on your own. And like, I give you assignments and then you come to me when you need help. It's like, I'm with you and I'm doing it through you. I'm doing life with you. So I'm literally with you with all that you do. What an incredible message of love. Like when somebody says they want to be with us all the time, that's like, wow, (laughs) you know, that makes me feel very loved the lord wants to do this with you and so just enjoy it like enjoy your health journey do it with the lord and on the days when you really don't want to do it ask him for strength and for help and do it for his glory and then a couple other practical thoughts i would have is just be consistent like that's the biggest thing right that ever that's my whole life until my 40s is people have they have like some kind of you know resolve like i'm gonna do this thing and then it, suddenly it's like, okay, I'm really tired now. It's okay to take a rest day. Like, don't miss mishear me that we should we should rest. But when one day turns into two and three and then three weeks, and that's what happens often to people is they they fall off the journey. And you know, I'll have these run groups, and sometimes it's like, wow, there's 15 people, and then some days it's like me and two other people or one, and
0: <laughs> right
2: older and it's harder, and it's like well, those of you that, that really persevere, you're making this lifestyle for others it's, they haven't quite got there yet for whatever, you know, reason. And, you know, maybe they found other forms of exercise that that's fine. But, but with exercise in general, and then running specifically, it's like, just you got to stick with it. Don't give up. Also realize like a little bit is better than nothing. So a couple nights ago, my son, Noah, and I went for a run. I wanted to run five miles. We only had time to do just over two miles. So it's like, okay, well, that was better than doing nothing. So even if you can only go run for 10 minutes or walk for 10 minutes, that's going to be better than if you don't do it at all. And then for most of us, we need encouragement and accountability. I mean, there's a few folks out there that maybe they're like, I can do my exercise routine all on my own. I can run. I can stick with it, just me and God, and that's great. But I know that's not me. We need to put ourselves in positions where other people are looking to us to show up. And whether that's in community, like we're running together at the park or hey, just we're going to hold each other mutually accountable on Strava or whatever the case may be. So I would ask, who's going to join you on this journey? Who's going to be one of your encouragement people or people that might you know, give you a little jab in the ribs once in a while to, to keep you kind of going in this as well?
0: Well, those are some wise words. I really love how you frame that with questions that invite people into that process and I hope that our listeners are inspired by some of those questions to just reflect and think about, you know, what does that look like? What does consistency look like? What does accountability look like? How can we go with God? Like you said, inviting God to do it with us, to do it alongside us. And I really love that perspective. So I just want to thank you, Josh, for being with us here today and lending your story and your insight. And I wanted to ask how can people connect with you? We have listeners who are local here in Fresno, and then we have listeners all over the world. So what would be a good way to connect?
2: Uh, yeah, that'd be great. I, well, I'm a pastor at the Well Community Church. So if you go to our website, thewellcommunity.org, there's contact info on there to get a hold of me. I am on Facebook and Instagram. I post a few things on there about uh, fitness at times. And then I'm also on <clears throat> Strava and we have a WhatsApp group. So for Run Well, which is what the, the little informal club is called, we have Strava and WhatsApp. And on those, I always post like the community sort of running events. So anybody local would be more than welcome to join either of those. Uh, or Just get a hold of me if you're not sure how to do that through my email, josh at the Community.org. There is a Monday Zoom hit workout we're doing. So we actually have had people from the Bay Area join us, so if you're anywhere in the world, you could join that. There's a little bit of running to that. It's a bunch of different things, but it's like 30 minutes on Monday. Those are some ways to. Get
0: well, those you. are great, and we'll definitely put those in the show notes. What time was that hit workout that you mentioned?
2: Oh, that's at 6:30 a.m. Monday mornings
0: Pacific time. Great. Well, thanks again for being with us, and we're cheering you on in your ministry. And we love the way that you're just multiplying that message, not only of the gospel, but also just of fitness and taking care of our bodies for God's glory. So thank you.
2: Yeah. Thank you. I'm cheering you on as well and really appreciate being a part of what you're doing.
1: Today's coaching tip is running a birthday set on your birthday. What is a birthday set? Well, it's where you incorporate your age into a workout that will stretch your limits. Now, be sure that you have trained properly for it because you don't want to just hop into a big workout if your body isn't ready for it. But for example, you could run as many miles or maybe kilometers as your age. Now, this gets harder the older you get. (laughs) Or maybe you could just run the number of minutes of your age for example if you just turn 40 we we'll run for 40 minutes or possibly run 40 200 meter intervals at, or maybe run 40 times up a small hill something that will really challenge you and make you sweat this is a fun way to celebrate your birthday
0: before we close i do want to share a little bit more about our new book walk run soar If you haven't discovered it yet, it's a 52 week devotional and training journal, and it's designed for runners and walkers who long to experience God's presence in a deeper way. This book includes training plans spots for you to reflect as well as write down the mileage that you are running each week we really designed it in hopes that people could go through it in a year's time and so here it's january it is a great time to jump into reading and following along in walk run soar and if you have already read the book we want to just humbly ask you if you would write a quick review on amazon when reviews are shared by people who have read books, it's actually a great way to multiply the message because more people will be able to see the book on Amazon. So we would appreciate it, even if you shared a sentence or two about what you've experienced through our book. Thanks for
1: joining us today. This was episode two of season two of the Walk, Run, Store podcast, where we talk about the intersection of faith and running. Make sure you hit subscribe on the podcast so you can get the next episode as soon as it drops. And do us a huge favor and rate the podcast. We love your feedback and suggestions for guests.
0: And don't forget about our free Glory Chasers Christian Running Group, which you can find on Facebook. It's a free community. We offer up coaching and courage. We offer up community. We bring people together in that space. And we love connecting with runners and walkers all across the globe. I think we have nearly 400 people who are part of that group. And it's a place where we share tips workout ideas, recommendations, articles, and we pray for each other at least once a week. Right now, our group is going through the 21 and 21 challenge, which is 21 days of moving. So hop on over to Facebook and request to be a part of the group if you are longing for more community in your running life. Thanks for being with us today.